Hello, everybody. Welcome to the TeacherCast Educational Broadcasting Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury. Thank you so much for joining us today and making TeacherCast your home for professional development. Tonight, we have the co-authors of a fantastic new book called Releasing Leadership Brilliance, Breaking Sound Barriers in Education. And tonight, we're going to be talking all about the great things that's happening in today's leadership environment. But first, I want to bring on my co-host, Mr. Sam Patterson. Sam, how are you today? How is the brand new school year for you? The brand new school year is off to a great start. Lots of super exciting stuff happening. The vibe on my campus is really energetic. So yeah, I'm in a really good place. And uh, how is your makerspace doing? My makerspace is rocking. Nice. We have started the um, Made for Equity project where our second graders are learning to sew. And then we are going to use sewing to create products to sell on an Etsy shop. That's pretty cool. And those cool. funds are going to go to fund nonprofits focused on equity issues. So it gives us an opportunity to talk about those things in second grade, and it gives them something to do in response to those conversations. I bet the kids have a good time learning about that. They really do. They're very excited about it. It's something they absolutely believe in, and they don't understand how anyone wouldn't really be for equity for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that is a good point there, Sam. You know, Sam, I was thinking today, three weeks ago, uh, when we came back to our new season, we started to talk a little bit about leadership. We did a fantastic show talking all about instructional technology coaches and how they're not only educators, but they really are the leaders in their school district. And last week, we, ta we talked a little bit about mentoring and how you can be a mentor to a colleague, maybe a student teacher or somebody else in the district to help lead them forward. There's a theme here, Sam, that we're going back to. I want to introduce our co-hosts. Again, they are the co-authors the, the co of the new book, Releasing Leadership Brilliance, Breaking the Sound Barrier in Education. I want to bring on Marcita Riley and Simon Bailey. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Tech Educator Podcast. Hi, Hi there, Jen. Yeah. Hey, thank you so much for having us. Good to be with yeah. you. Very uh, good to be with you. Thank you guys so much for being on here today. Marcita, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, I am an educator, been an educator all my life. I retired early, and so now I'm doing, uh, I'm writing, uh, authoring, uh, doing leadership coaching, and speaking. So those are the kinds of things I do. And it's been a real joy to write this book with Simon, Simon. which you just finished. Simon, tell us a little bit about yourself. So I just do whatever Marcita tells me to do. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> he does it well too. <laughs> I, I used to work for Disney for a number of years, left Disney about 15 years ago, and I travel all over the world uh, teaching individuals how to lead differently. And I have the honor of working with Marcita, who's one of the smartest people that I know. And by the way, I'm a city guy. Marcita lives on a farm, and I went out to the farm. And she put me to work. I'm just saying. I did. I did. <laughs> quite now, the experience. <laughs> now we we don't want to get sidetracked here, but but <laughs> I've got a ranch, <laughs> and I spent the weekend clearing brush at the ranch. So so Marcita, what's on your farm? <laughs> uh, we we have we have cattle. So actually, we're a ranch also. But uh -huh, you know, okay. people don't don't relate to ranch so well so i told simon we have a we have an active uh farm but uh have grandkids and and they have we have cattle and cows and calves 
We have they have goats, they have pigs, we've got crops, we've got the whole thing. Hey Marcita, wow. I would imagine that being on a cattle farm requires a lot of leadership from you. Let's <laughs> let, let's talk. Th- how's that one? You're doing your job, man. You're what doing a, a good segue. job. What a segue. Right? That's right? A he, segue. he is a pro, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's talk about different ways that we can gain in our leadership skills. How about that one, Sam? Uh, I like that's that. Good. I like that. Um, again, releasing leadership brilliance, breaking sound barriers in education. Yeah. What What are some of the sound barriers that need to be broken, guys? Well, actually, uh, Sam's talking a lot about them. Um, uh, Cattle? No, <laughs> he's he's been talking about how you break the sound barriers of of giving really great ex, uh, instructional experiences to students. So often in our schools, um, we build schools around what's best for what adults think are best for adults, and we don't really take into consideration the child's experience and talking to the children and saying, you know, what helps you learn and what hinders you in learning and how can we connect you to the to the uh, content we want to teach you? So Sam's a really good example of breaking sound barriers in instruction. He's taking second graders and he's teaching them all kinds of really wonderful real world stuff that is uh, absolutely a great example of breaking sound barriers. And is that really what leadership is about, Sam? It's getting on the level of your uh, people that you're working with and trying to relate? Or not. Um, I, I really think about it as empowering your partners, right? Um, and <laughs> it's work that has become more important to me the younger I've gone. I thought that I did it a lot in high, with my high schoolers, but I find that when I'm working with my first and second and third graders, I can tell whether or not they're empowered in a lesson because if it ends up in a place I didn't anticipate, they are empowered. If it ends up exactly where I thought it would end up, I controlled that lesson. So the leadership is really giving them an opportunity to have their voice in the room and to, you know, have their peers hear them and and really make decisions with them instead of having me make a bunch of decisions for them. Now, now Simon, when we're looking at leadership here, you being a former sales director at Disney have worked with a large number of people that you had to be in charge of is leadership different in large group numbers versus say leading a team of three or four teachers. No, it's not. It really comes down to creating the conditions of a healthy culture where everyone can thrive no matter what age or stage or tenure they may have in an organization. And what are some of the things that we can do to pick up, other than read the book, what are some of those things that we can do to pick up some of these leadership skills? Because many of our teachers are looking to move out of that classroom into a leadership role or maybe have leadership roles put upon them. What are some of the first things that a teacher can do to pick up some leadership skills as they go through their tenure? Yeah, Marcita and I teach a very simple framework that is built around understanding their brilliance. So their personal brilliance is to understand the weight of what they've been called to do and really tap into that. What's the purpose of you leading? Then the second thing is how do you think about collaborative brilliance where you give a hand up, not just a hand out, 
by encouraging everyone to come together in a collaborative measure, in a collaborative way. Then the second thing is, how do you, uh, third way is, how do you create team brilliance? And that is, how do you leverage the best of what everybody brings to the table? How do we move from a me culture to a we culture? And then finally, how do we really unleash student brilliance by becoming student-centered instead of teacher-directed? Sam, I got to tell you, with all these shows, it comes back to all about being all about the student. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. it's you know, that that whole recognizing the central humanity of everyone in the room and honoring it by giving them an equal voice. We can do that work for the rest of our lives and there'll still be plenty left to do. Mm -hmm. Totally. Totally. Marcita, what are some of the pain points in this process? I mean, as we're going through and, and picking up these skills or identifying some of these skills that we need to improve on ourselves, what are some of the challenges that we, that we might face in our learning process? Um, when, when we talk to uh, educators now, we hear them talk a lot about wanting to change the culture of the school. Um, the culture is, you know, cordial, but it doesn't, they don't, they're not bringing their professional presence. They're not really looking at, they're not focusing on student learning and taking responsibility for helping not only themselves get really good at instruction, but also helping their colleagues so that, so that all the children get, um, get great learning experiences. So one of the pain points is, uh, or the complaints that we get from the people we work with are, we want to change the culture of the school um, to be more empowering. Then that is, that's the exact word that, that uh, Sam had. That, and for me and for us, empowering means that the people, the adults feel confident that they can make a difference. They feel competent because they know what to do. And then they take the responsibility to actually step up and speak up about things that they think need to happen or can happen or help help each other learn to be even better than they already are. So one of them is culture. A second a second one is really we I hear we hear a lot of complaints about teaming. We have all these professional learning communities in schools, but what what I see most often when I visit schools is that Teachers are in these nice little groups, but they're not, they're not looking at student work. They're not looking at, they're not talking about instruction and how well their kids are learning. What they're doing is they're planning, uh, you know, discipline stuff or they're planning um, assemblies or they're, they're uh, trying to organize how to distribute testing materials. And so it, they're, they're really into management things. And when you can get the team, the power of teaching is when you get this group of professionals who really get together and they talk about and they look at and they get serious about helping each other be the best teacher they can to get the kids to learn what we want them to learn. All right, so let me let me see if I can put a real-world scenario here because that's what we're talking about when it comes yeah, to leadership yeah. here. Let's assume, um, and I'm not sure if, if I should d- direct this question to Marcita or Simon here, but let's assume that Sam has a herd of cattle that he needs to move. Can, can there be llamas? Okay, let's assume that Sam has a herd of llamas that he needs to move. Does he need to get down and act like a llama before trying to influence the llamas to move forward with him? 
does he lead from the back of the pack with the pack or does he pull the pack into the other pen that he needs his llamas to be in? <laughs> well, you, you know, you know, Jeff, the, the real answer is it really depends on what you want the llamas to be able to do. Because if it's just like to to literally follow you, all you have to do is teach them that food comes out of a certain can and then walk around with that can. But that's not very inspirational, is it? All right, let's go back to cattle. I, I think I can get that. <laughs> well, actually, Jeff, it works the same way with cattle. So. <laughs> I think what's really interesting, Marcina and I have discovered that it's never the job of a leader to motivate anyone to do anything. Leaders invite people on a journey to discover themselves while they're following the leader. So the leader, he or she demonstrates the behavior that says, I'm for you, I am, I am leading, but I also want you to follow me as we discover together because leadership is both caught and leadership is taught. You know, a, a similar thing that happens in the classroom, I find that one of the only ways as a teacher I can fail like absolutely fail is if I try to make a student do a thing mm -hmm. because then there are actually an infinite number of things that are not that thing that that student can then choose to do. Right. <laughs> exactly. And, <laughs> you know, if, and oftentimes when I'm working with teachers, I've worked as a technology teacher before, and this really happened a lot. Then teachers would ask for step-by-step -step directions on how to do a thing. And I would give them a very short set of goal-based directions because as soon as I, I'm like, as soon as I give you step-by-step -step directions, then it's my job to make sure that, that those directions are up to date with your software and this and this and this. Mm -hmm. that's, a, that's a recipe for failure. And it teaches the students that how to do something comes from way outside of themselves when it's all on the screen anyway. So here's how you do it. Um, but that's a difficult, it's not a comfortable thing like we'd like to have that set of directions, but that set of directions is really authority. And if you accept mm -hmm. that set of directions, you cede your own authority, right? right. If you right. reject that set of directions, then you're asserting your own authority. And I want to have a situation where my students are very comfortable asserting their own authority. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, um, in, our, in our model, we really teach the <clears throat> people who want to be um, leaders to really get to really know themselves well in fact that's what we believe you have to do first right. it's right. sort of it's knowing your values your beliefs what your vision is now sometimes you don't you can't know that until you actually have kind of lived through it but it's always about being reflective as you're working so as is if a teacher wants to be in a leadership role and they're thinking about um, uh, you, you know, how, what kind of a leader they want to be, they're always looking around at what leaders are doing that, that, that they like and what are those characteristics and then saying, ah, I know, I, I want to be a, a, a leader who is uh, clear in their communication or something, whatever it is. But <clears throat> they have to understand themselves well and then they get really grounded and authentic and it's it's kind of like Sam said. It's it's it, it. All leaders have different kinds of characteristics, but you want to when you want to pull or you want to be an authentic uh, and true to yourself. 
Um, and then, then um, people kind of respect you. They get that you're, you're coming from your core, and it's not just because you're doing something because somebody thought you should do it this way. We're talking today to Marcita Riley and Simon Bailey about their brand new book, Releasing Leadership Brilliance. You can go to releasingleadershipbrilliance.com to learn all about them. One of the questions that often comes up with leadership is, and I'll use Sam as the analogy here, is it easier for Sam to start as a llama and then lead the pack? Or is it easier for Sam to come in not as a llama, but then say, okay, here's my vision Go with me. Um, I want to introduce to... Go ahead and restate that question without the llama in it, please. Okay. So is it easier for Sam to have a herd of cattle? I want to bring on uh, somebody who's thoroughly confused now at this conversation. Rob Pennington, how are you today? Welcome to the show. I'm doing well, Jeff. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being on here. We're talking a lot about how to become a leader in a school district here. And you recently... um, I don't want to say you didn't have a choice in the matter, but you you came out of the tech coaching world and you were thrusted into the position of assistant principal. And so in the analogy that I was trying to get Sam to go with me on, you were a llama and you suddenly had to lead the llamas. What was that transition like from being one of the pack to, okay, now they're looking at you for guidance? And it was in the middle of the year, correct? Uh, My first transition was in the middle of the year. Uh, I actually went from middle school, where I was a teacher and a tech coach, to an elementary school. So that was uh, a big transition where I was, people were looking to me, and it's, it's different. I mean, especially because in our district, in elementary school, it is an instructional, it, the focus is really on curriculum and instruction. So going from a sixth grade reading, seventh and eighth grade social studies teacher to now a K to five instructional leader and having 25 teachers looking to me for guidance, it, it, there was a lot that I had, the learning curve was, was big, but I, you know, I think that going at it from a service leadership, I'm there to, to support you. And honestly, the technology really made a huge difference. How so? Because whenever anybody needed support with technology, I was able to support them, which actually built, it built my relationship with the teachers. That was one of the things Mm -hmm. I've always said is I was able to build relationships by supporting them with, you know, instructional technology. And that's that's great that, you know, if we can go back to the example here, Sam, having that early connection with the group in this case for Rob certainly helped the situation. Right. I mean, I think connections to groups are going to help you with any of this because the more experience you can draw on, the better. Going back to what uh, Marcita and Simon were saying, that kind of knowing yourself that doesn't happen in a vacuum right you like all of us need to have other professionals that we work with that we trust that we can talk to and we can say you know this thing happened today what do you think or i'm pretty sure i just totally messed this up how can i fix this right like you have to have those people not only you know within your close circle but also your extended circle that you can reach out to and we believe that culture and connection is the emotional glue of all relationships 
Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's a lot of communication, but there's very little connection. And the connection is the heart of the matter. Mm-hmm. So how do you do that? How do you start that process, Simon? How, how, how do you make sure that the relationships that you're forming are the right ones? Yeah, so one of the things we discovered uh, when we interviewed principals is this whole concept of listening loudly. Uh, we talked to one principal in the Boston area, and what she said she had to really put aside how she saw things. And instead of telling, she began to ask. Instead of hearing, she began to listen. And in the asking and the listening, together they discovered a deeper connection by releasing the need to always be right, but mm-hmm. to be open to what wanted to emerge and to discover together uh, how we can collaborate as a team. All right. It's about being curious and asking questions that are, um, <clears throat> you know, getting to know them personally, getting to know others personally, caring about them, showing that you care about them. Um, and it's also uh, asking people, uh, telling people and recognizing the strengths that they have and saying, you know, you're really good at, at uh, uh, inspiring kids, Sam. Um, tell me, how, are you, how do you plan that? So that you're asking them the deeper questions to think more deeply about their own practice. And, they, and, and in the process, you learn a lot about great teaching and they learn a lot about themselves because often what they're doing is intuitive anyway. And so they, they learn from themselves about what they're doing intentionally that's really working. Rob, talk to us a little bit about your journey here. When you went from being a middle school tech coach to a assistant principal in an elementary school, did you have the opportunity to have any of those conversations? It was clearly a, a new building for you, new role. But as we said earlier, it was in the middle of the school year. Did you have a chance to actually you know, back up before taking that step forward? Or are you planning to do that at the beginning of this school year? Well, this is my third year now and it's in an, another it's in a new school which mm-hmm. um so building those relationships start, we're starting over again but you know one of the things that it's in the same district so they have had the opportunity to ask their friends in the district about me they they've heard about me so i come with a positive reputation which is a good start but I think that it's really important. So over the summer, I met with as many teachers as I could. And, and I, I just talked with them and really to find out the, the culture and the pulse of the school, but also to build those relationships. And one of the things I found that really helped was asking questions to really understand, not to respond. And, and I think that that was, um, that really gave me some clarity around the school because I wasn't just like listening to give them a response. I was actually listening to give me a better understanding of what I needed to know going into the school year. Hmm. Interesting. Congratulations. That's awesome. That you would take time, especially over the summertime to connect that speaks volumes. And that says a lot about you as a leader. Mm -hmm. Thanks. Talk to us a little bit about the book Releasing Leadership Brilliance. How did it come together? Why did, we so, why did you guys select this topic? How, how did you guys put everything down and, and really get your thoughts out on paper here? 
Marcita, you want to tell no, a story? No, I want you to t you tell a story <laughs> about the metaphor because the metaphor really came from you, and that was that was actually the start of it. So Marcita and I came together, and we realized that we really thought a lot alike as it relates to leadership. Mm -hmm. So when we looked at the flight metaphor, Captain. Chuck Yeager was the first human to fly faster than the speed of sound back in October 1947. He broke the sound barrier. And so when we looked at that, we said, well, what happened as a result? All of a sudden, the technology and everything as it relates to, to airplane and air flight literally transformed because one human being took it upon themselves to break the sound barrier. So we started saying, what is it that educational leaders can do to break the sound barriers in the education system and really transform school culture? So when we begin to work on the framework of weight, lift, thrust, drag, the four forces of flight that break the sound barrier, we're like, oh my goodness, that's it. Leaders have to understand how they can tap into their brilliance and, and break the sound barriers. So we have 22 case studies of educators who we believe broke the sound barrier uh, over a five-year period, had sustainable results, many blue ribbon uh, schools, and it was interesting to talk with them. And then we developed 12 tools that we really felt that could be used immediately and then we based it on some of the research in the framework of the National Association of Secondary School Principals, which allowed us to really look at this breaking ranks framework and breakthrough schools to really uh, solidify this whole concept of releasing leadership brilliance. Mm -hmm. What did I forget, Marcita? No, you did, you did good explaining okay. it. Um, the breaking ranks research is, is really strong, and it's, it's been uh, in use for, oh, I think, about 15 years now. And so there's, we know what we can do. These are schools that were low performing and then principals with, you know, one head, two hands, two feet, they were able to really change these schools from being um, low performing to, to high achieving. And um, it, uh, it, it's really remarkable, the stories that you hear and uh, we wanted to inspire people with these stories, but we also wanted to give them kind of a, to understand the, the skills, the concrete stuff. We wanted to make this breaking ranks research more concrete. So what are the behaviors and the skills and the strategies that these principles used over, you know, across all these different stories? What are the common threads? And so we found four common threads, and that's those are the ones we talked about. It's knowing yourself well. It's it's uh, learning how to collaborate. It's um, helping teacher teams develop that are focused on student learning. And then finally, taking the time to look around and and really look at your policies and procedures and see what is working for kids learning and what isn't. And if it's working, do more of it. And if it isn't working, get rid of it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What did you guys learn about each other when writing this book? How did, how did oh. you, what did you guys learn about yourselves? I, I guess maybe is a better question. Uh, Ebony and, and I were, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> That's so right. I'm a, I'm a city guy. Marcita uh, is, uh, lives on a farm with Larry, who she's been married to for 47 years. And what we realized, we came together because we see education the same way. 
It's mm -hmm. the equalizer. So it didn't matter what our ethnicity was. We believed a lot alike. And we, when we put aside our differences and said, what do we agree on? We really realized that we were really thinking and speaking the same language. That's right. It was lots of fun to work together. Um, Simon has, as you can tell, has this great way with words and language and, and uh, he always has a spin that's interesting. And uh, so he would do the first draft of a chapter and then I'd go through and I'd put in the, the school stories and the research and, and then we'd kind of hammer it together. Nice. Put it together that way. So it really worked. It went. A, it it was very smooth, and we had a wonderful time working together. So we were on a mini Skype calls on a Saturday morning for yes. two to three hours, and yes. just and, yes. it, and if you guys know, I like to cut up and have a good time. So we were mm -hmm. cutting up and working and working, yeah. but we were having fun. Well, yeah, you, we you can certainly tell that the chemistry is there. The we the website here is releasingleadershipbrilliance.com. Guys, I, I had a chance to check out. I didn't get a chance to go cover to cover with the book, but I, I read a lot of this and, and definitely connect with these people. Um, great book. Amazing authors. They I, And the one thing I will say, if you go over to releasingleadershipbrilliance.com, you will get a chance to see an amazing YouTube video of Simon on an, uh, a four-wheeler. Am I saying that one right, Simon? Yes, yes. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you have the opportunity of working with this duo here by going over to releasingleadershipbrilliance.com. Uh, before we sign off and say thank you, um, I'll, I'll give you guys the last words here. Marcito, what, uh, what do you hope people take away from this book? After, after reading everything here, what, what is your hope that people take away from this book? Oh, I hope that... that that we can give, uh, well, first of all, I believe that leadership is an activity, not a position. So I hope every educator uses these kinds of, these, the, the, the communication skills that we talk about in the book to really relate to each other and bring their full presence to, their, to, to whatever their role is in the school. I mean, you, you look at Sam, he is a great leader and he's, He's doing wonderful things. He may not have the title of principal. I don't know if he does or not, but but um, he's doing wonderful <laughs> things. And so we want our book to inspire not just people who are in ro official roles, but all educators to really step into being uh, a, a, to being their best, bringing their best A game uh, uh, to the kids. Even being teacher leaders. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Marcita, I'm just going to warn you here. I know you're new to the show, but we have this uh, unwritten policy that if you encourage Sam enough, he brings the puppets out on the oh. on the show. And I'm seeing this thing <laughs> pop up here. <laughs> Sam, what is this that you're that you're holding? Uh, th this is a new edition. This is a caterpillar puppet. Oh, look at that! And uh, yeah, it's, it's adorable. That's a very hungry caterpillar. Just about. I you're, mean, we're, you're, we're you're, certainly using that. One. You're on the wrong topic, Sam. We need a cattle pillar. <laughs> a cattle pillar. Uh, hey, hey, Jeff. That reminds me. Oh I, no, I've got a joke that's on topic. Okay. Wait, what wait, wait, kind wait, wait. of eclipse it? Oh, that's so close. But oh, no, sorry. That, Go ahead. That, that was last week or oh, the week, week before. <laughs> what kind of ship can sink an entire navy? Ah, uh, what kind of a ship? Can sink an entire navy. 
Uh, leadership. Right? Robert's got it. Leadership. Oh, leadership. Oh, <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> oh, showing up soon on puppetstelljokes.com. <laughs> and that noise right there was people driving their cars. Uh, Simon, what, what do you help people get out of this book? Um, again, releasing leadershipbrilliance.com. Simon, what, what, what are your goals for everything? Thing here we want people to really take away three things number one never blame it on the budget so many times oh, is it yeah. you blame it on the budget there's not enough money you can find a way number two understand that everything you need to succeed you have it within you but you have to look beyond yourself and really connect with the team and then the third thing that Marcin and I really want teachers to take away is no longer look at students through the eyes of poverty look at them through the lens of what's possible and tap into that brilliance by really saying, what can we do instead of what we can't do? Very, very cool. Again, releasing leadershipbrilliance.com. Rob, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Where can we get a hold of all the great stuff that you're doing, Rob? You can follow me on Twitter at robpennington9 and, uh, you, or robpennington.weebly.com. Excellent. And uh, Sam, this isn't the last... Uh, podcast that we're going to be doing on leadership next week i oh, believe no. we're going to be taking a look at a uh, a controversial topic that has recently brought uh was recently brought up by the new york times talk to us a little bit about what we're going to be dealing with uh and discussing next week on the show oh the new york times is just making up kerfuffles because they're <laughs> tired of talking about everything else i mean we're going to be talking about the the uh, relationship between ed tech and teachers and seeing if perhaps the New York Times is correct and the insidious of influence of coffee mugs has caused teachers to permanently skew instruction. <laughs> I'm sorry, Sa Sam, can you say that again? I have to move the podcaster behind me. Hold on. Right, right. <laughs> say that one more time. Go ahead. Right. I was not paid by Pink Floyd to wear this T-shirt. I'm sorry. <laughs> Very, very cool. Sam, where do we get a hold of you? Find me in all my things at mypaperlessclassroom.com. Excellent. And of course, thank you guys out there for spending time with TeacherCast. We are here live each and every Tuesday at 8 o'clock Eastern on TeacherCast.tv. My name is Jeff Bradbury. There's, of course, several great ways that you can reach out and be a part of this and all of our shows. You can find us on Twitter at TeacherCast. Leave us a voice message over at TeacherCast.net slash voicemail. Email us at feedback at TeacherCast.net and continue sharing this on all of our subscription channels. TeacherCast.net slash iTunes and TeacherCast.net slash YouTube. I hope you take a moment to enjoy the beginning of the school year. There's 185 more days to go. The website is releasingleadershipbrilliance.com. My name is Jeff Bradbury. Thank you so much for joining us today. On behalf of everybody here on the show, keep up the great work in your classrooms and continue sharing your passions with your students. <laughs>